0: Whatever it takes. I, know I can make it through. Hi and welcome back for yet another super fun episode of Below the Dot. My name is Chris Sharp and I am one of your hosts.
1: And I am Terry McGregor, your co-host.
0: Awesome. And so for this episode, we are going to discuss and review the third episode of the first season, which is titled Family Politics.
1: Let's get into it.
0: So for the description of this episode, I think I actually reviewed it at the end of last episode, but in case you didn't listen or don't care or just have really bad memory. In the first day of school at Degrassi Community High <clears throat> at Degrassi Community School, an eighth grader, What? I don't even understand what this means. I literally copied and pasted this, and this (laughs) sentence does not make sense. Oh, you know what? That's because I can't read. Oop. It's the first day of school at Degrassi Community School, and eighth grader Ashley already has her sights set on becoming the school's newest student council president. Her seemingly sure win is soon threatened when her stepbrother, Toby, becomes frustrated by her unchallenged status and convinces his friend, JT, to run against her. Meanwhile, Emma and Manny deal with eighth-grader spinners bullying. Wow. It's going to be an exciting episode, let me it's tell an you. an
1: exciting episode. Let me start off by saying this. Okay, for it to be the technically the third episode, I feel like I would have taken it as the first. I know like the whole point was to give the backstory of where the parents came from and how the kids got there. But this is probably one of the best episodes so far because we meet everybody and their counterparts and their like respective friend groups so something to keep in mind is you often will see all the cast mates in pairs and then eventually like with their large group which i really enjoyed
0: that that is true and that's also something that i never really noticed when i watch these things which is really good that i have you here because i saw that in your notes and i was like "Mm, definitely wouldn't have noticed that
1: yeah they definitely introduce everyone in pairs and it makes sense and if you are a Degrassi stan you literally already finished the series a million times like we have you notice that like these friendships don't die or they do
0: so yeah (laughs) they they do they die they come back um some people are really terrible friends Emma um and you know you get to watch them grow and I feel like friendships in real life are not exactly like this for a number of reasons but either way Um, I see that you had a couple of fun facts, and I didn't know if you want to go over those. Yes, I do have some fun facts. So if
1: you listened to our episode last week, we kind of touched on the fact that all... I didn't know this, but my great friend over here, Chris, told me that all Degrassi episodes are named after a song. So dialing back, you know, we kind of had the conversation of people have been doing that ever since. Lo and behold, the HBO Hit Euphoria first season... um, it pretty much every single... I'm pretty sure every single episode was titled after a popular rap song. And who is the executive producer of Euphoria? Mm-hmm. None other than Drake, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Jimmy. So yes. is he paying homage or is that just the... I don't know. So that's really exciting to me. Maybe he'll have something to do with this new HBO Degrassi series, which would also make me very excited. So, Oh, my God. I hate how much I would love that if he Could done. you imagine...
0: I mean, he's. I mean, like, I know they used to talk about like DeGras- um, Drake going back on like next class or anything for like the reunion episodes, and like he was absolutely above that. But I do not think he's above showing up to Degrassi on HBO.
1: I don't think so either because he literally put them in the music video. So it's like I feel like you would show up to the HBO Degrassi, or you would at least be willing to put your name on it.
0: Right, just somewhere in that reunion, or I, I don't know. And he's i mean he was walking in his episode or his uh, music video video. so you know he gotta come back and let them know he's still walking or whatever
1: yeah Yeah. i don't know that'll be interesting um and then my other fun fact that i have is funny enough to put into perspective how long i've been watching Degrassi or how long i shouldn't have been watching Degrassi. (laughs) this episode we're about to discuss was released on my eighth birthday um (laughs) I may have started watching Degrassi a year or two later after that. But nonetheless, I was not a teenager yet. Um, and I was watching Degrassi. So here we are.
0: Yes, you know, look at how far we've come. <laughs> All right. So something this episode starts off with, which is great because you also touched on it, is Ashley's wearing her matching pajamas, giggling on the phone with Terry before school in the morning. And I had a lot of questions about that. So many questions? Um, who wakes up and hops on the phone with their friends first thing in the morning? I just need to know.
1: I'm confused about this because this is often a theme that I feel like is covered in a lot of television shows and movies when you have like an opening scene with a girl, she's on the phone before school talking to her friends. And I barely woke up on time to make the bus. So I don't know how people were waking up and talking to their friends beforehand, before
0: texting. That is a valid statement because in Disney Channel's original movie, Get a Clue, Lindsay Lohan woke up and she was talking to her little friend Brenda song on the (laughs) phone, their little video chat, getting dressed for school. And I'm pretty sure... Um, In whatever the movie, you know, the movie was Cher. that name I cannot think of. Clueless. Cher was on the phone talking with her friends getting ready in the mo- morning. And so, like, I just need to know. Are y'all out there talking on the phone before school and I just didn't know? Let us know. Someone... <laughs> Please comment on this
1: episode and let me know. Or is it literally just something that's been depicted in movies for years? That was like a lie that someone told their brother and their brother then started producing movies or something. Because... Absolutely.
0: <laughs> because like I I was on this, in the same boat as you and that I woke up, I think I woke up at 7.55 and I had to be at school by 8.23. <laughs> and I was really fortunate that I lived five minutes from school. But that gave me enough time to shower. I don't even know if I ate breakfast because... Who who does has time probably for not like that literally um, probably not. But it gave me time to shower, change, and rush to school before second period because there was like a first period that was e period. But anyway, I started with second period. Um, again, had to be there at eight twenty three. I woke up at seven fifty five. I was not calling up my friends in the on the phone.
1: Yeah. To me, it's like, these are the same people that they were going to see at school. And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm not a morning person. If I saw you in the morning, I'd probably wave. But I wouldn't have a whole phone conversation with you and then come and see you and then still have to talk to you. Like, that would be too much. Because I would just literally probably be like, all right, I talked to you once today. This is enough. <laughs> like-
0: Which is, is wild. Because actually, now that you think about this, I woke up this morning and I was talking to wonderful husband. And he was like, I'm not up yet. Why are you talking? <laughs> So like he won't. I mean, and usually it's completely reverse where he is talking my ear off, and I'm like, "Can you not?" So again, here we are in adulthood, waking up, taking a whole ninety minutes to get ready myself, and I still don't want to talk to your ass. Still don't
1: <laughs> want to talk to people. I also remember that the Bratz movie did this. Do you remember
0: that in the Bratz yes. movie? Yes. I hate <laughs> that I remember this, but yes. So yeah, yeah every movie they're just it's a lie. on the phone before school. Um, I think yes, but so things that I could not unsee in this episode are Ashley's overplucked eyebrows of the early 2000s. I really hate that this was kind of a trend that we went through. And it's just like, every time I looked at them, I was just like, we really did that to ourselves, didn't we? It's very unfortunate
1: too, because I think about the people that were probably over tweezing, but I also think about the people that were over waxing and in result do not have like a lot yeah. of hair follicles in their eyebrows anymore. And they were like teenagers doing this.
0: One thing I appreciate about my, young- my younger self is that I was so determined to be ugly that I did not wax or tweeze my eyebrows for a very long time. So like even when I finally did start like doing a little bit of threading, I did it for such a short period of time and I did not maintain it as well well as like people most people did so that I didn't lose out on my eyebrows because I did have a very thin eyebrow phase, but it was so short because I was just determined to be ugly. So <laughs> not like, about it. There I were bigger goals I had. I never had Ashley's eyebrows. <laughs>
1: Yeah. She had quite the eyebrows. That was fun. I also think it's funny that in the scene where she's talking on the phone to Terry, we learned later down the line, she like is pretty much foreshadowing Terry having a boyfriend or like getting one. Uh-huh. This year. They're eighth graders. That's a big deal. Um, and to that, I just have to say, be careful what you wish for. And if you know, you know, and if you don't know, you'll find out when that episode comes. So. Right.
0: And also uh, to add off of that, not just be careful what you wish for, but I think one might say that Ashley and Paige were critical roles in what happened to Terry. Just saying, because Ashley said that comment, be careful what you wish for. Paige did something foul in a couple of episodes. Girl, you set this this up. Had you just not been fouled then, maybe things would have been different. And now y'all are mad about how this goes. You know, maybe right. maybe you shouldn't have been Terry. Terry, you need to get a boyfriend. Kiki key, key, key in at 7 o'clock in the morning.
1: At 7 o'clock in the morning, when you're running for president, obviously not worried about having a boyfriend, even though she does. It's just like, come on, you could have at least just asked her to, like, help you with your campaign or something Why she had to get a boyfriend on the first day of 8th grade.
0: Mm, exactly. Comment on that. First day of 8th grade, already running for president. Girl, you didn't have anything else to do over the summer? I'm, okay, so I'm confused about this because...
1: I don't, I don't know. Like, I went to an arts high school, so everything was very different. We didn't have, like, class presidents or anything. Because to me, I'm like, this is the first day you have posters. How does anybody know that you're, like, aside from you putting up these posters, how do you know when this thing is? Like, are you getting emails over the summer from your school about when this presidency, presidential run, rather, is happening? Like, it just seemed very quick.
0: Which, with that being said, I mean, Paige wasn't wrong when she lightly told ashley about herself because she came in with the new year and you look new page and you know we're going to talk about Paige's new look but either way um her stance and her viewpoint of being like yeah i worked on my appearance over the summer while you worked on your campaign loser like <laughs> yeah ashley you were a loser you had a whole 10 week summer and you sat there working on be- becoming president in of eighth grade like man
1: She really chose that for her summer. I mean, and also we'll get into it too, but I guess while she was also going to family therapy, she was working on her presidential campaign. So homegirl is just way beyond her years when you think about it.
0: And it makes sense because later in the episode, we see the way she was wearing those rollers in her head, giving a very big mm, 33-year-old CEO energy. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, so we do watch Ashley. She's in her little pajamas, giggling on the phone with Terry, goes and gets into it with Toby, who comes out the bathroom with her bra on, like you're training, Peak bro. brother behavior. I don't even
1: have a brother, and I know that's peak brother behavior, or at least what they make it seem like on TV.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, my brothers never came out the bathroom in my bra, but they were five and six years older than me, so maybe that would have been like mm. a younger brother behavior. Fair. I'm sure. Um, but they were super annoying for the fact that they were older, so... Um, I would say it's pretty accurate. We cut to the ent- intro. And I think in the last episode, I was like, is that computer back in Emma's room? Just wanted to update you guys. No, it was absolutely in the living room in the pre or in the intro for the show.
1: Okay, fair. No
0: worried I was. <laughs> Thank goodness.
1: We had to clear that up. That's very important information. A-
0: absolutely. So we see the new year, new look, new page. And did you want to go into her new look?
1: Okay. So this is my favorite because we do get the iconic introduction of Paige Michael Chuck. If you know, you know, if you don't know, you're going to find out. Um, and to that, I also just have to point out that Terry, me, they literally had me in a hooded vest and that is very offensive. I don't understand why a hooded vest was ever a fashion statement because like, why not just have a whole hoodie or a t-shirt on? I don't really understand the point of that. Um, did that's her dirty. Makes sense. But so we meet the iconic Paige Chuck, And like she says, new year, new look, new page." This is really funny to me because to put it into perspective of what she was wearing, Homegirl was accessorizing. Like her purse was a clear trunk. And if you are to Google what a clear trunk is, you'll actually <laughs> have to look up the phrase train case. Don't know what that's about. But I have very vivid memories of having a clear trunk for like nail polishes and like all beauty things. But Homegirl was using it as her... Purse slash book bag, kind of giving you your vibes where it's like you're not here to do any work. You're literally just here to serve looks. um But the, another great thing to know is that someone is absolutely on TikTok right now wearing this iconic Paige Michael Chuck outfit because Y2K is back. Are and they? it's fully back. Like I was able to Google a lot of the items and find them for sale. So this okay. is your warning to check out our Instagram page when this drops because you'll be able to find out where to get Paige Michael Chuck's very iconic look in the year 2022 um just to kind of paint a picture she had some steve madden platform sandals on i know you know what i'm talking about um rimless sunglasses she had a little okay so her shirt was hard to find but homegirl had a baby doll t-shirt that said hottie on it very peak y2k
0: because yeah or absolutely pop, pop, my bad where is it not a midriff anymore just like the pound sign is now a hashtag y'all just go change up these things they it's do the a different name okay i'm sure when this aired it was a midriff
1: um <laughs> and then yeah homegirl is sporting a clear train case which is available at target funny enough so again check back at our instagram tomorrow or whenever you are listening to this so you can also get Paige michael chuck's very iconic outfit um that you could definitely wear right now no one will judge you at all so
0: if you know, you know.
1: If you don't, now you do.
0: Oh, hey, girl. Is, is that my girl back there?
1: Girl, you know it's her and like five other dogs in this apartment complex. They just go at it all day. Um, and they don't respect
0: my time or my ears. So, I was waiting for Penny to turn up, but she is just sitting outside the room real sad that she can't come in.
1: That's fine, see, That's the thing is I left the bathroom door open so she could sneak in and not scratch out the door like she did last episode because that's very annoying. Um, so now she's just using her free roam around the apartment to do that and bark at their dogs. So.
0: These dogs be disrespectful. You know,
1: I get no respect here, but it's fine.
0: All right. So our next scene from New Year, New Year, Look, New Page, we get to see Emma and Manny walk into the school who are greeted by Spinner telling them that they need a hall pass in order to be on the school ground. As they just walked in the door. Yeah. My question is, so they were like super freaked out about this. Oh my God, we need this. Other questions that regularly happen on kid TV shows. Are there bullies like this in schools? Because I know that there are people who are like mean, but are there like, is there a real place where older students target the younger students intentionally? Right. There's always been this idea of like, yeah, you know, the, you'll be a freshman and seniors are going to throw pennies at you. Or maybe that was just my high school and no one ever threw pennies at me oh because seniors in high school are broke. Um, And, and like these yeah. eighth grade students being like, yeah, you need a hall pass. Like, ooh, ha 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 ha. Like I'm certain Spinner and Jimmy were being mean to kids. I just don't think it was to this capacity in real life.
1: Yeah, I think that's the funny thing to note too is that it's just like- They put strong emphasis during the whole episode about either your grade seven or your grade eight. And I think that's hilarious because it's like, yes, you're literally a seventh grader or eighth grader. And there's only two, like someone has to be older, someone has to be younger. But the emphasis they put on someone being a grade seventh and grade eighth, I just wonder if that was like that other places. Because everyone just kind of like, you know, everyone's the new person and then they're not. So it's just like you bullying these people that literally just walked in the door
0: because
1: yeah. you know that they're new because they literally look like spring chickens. Like. Yeah.
0: And, and I just don't remember that level of emphasis being placed between different grades in middle school. Right. Because even at some schools, you have mixed age classrooms or mixed level classrooms, depending on ability at some different schools. So I just don't remember that level of emphasis on, ooh, they're sixth graders or ooh, they're seventh graders who are younger than me. Like, yeah, they look like babies and yeah, they might stink, but. I'm going to bully them because they're younger than me. It's just very odd. It's odd because I also feel like when
1: people are, I mean, from my experience, when people are the eighth graders, they're just excited to graduate and be the oldest. I don't know that they're putting emphasis or like trying to bully the young kids. They're just like, I'm literally a year from getting out here. I'm excited for graduation. I'm excited for these dances and like all these things we get to do because we're the older ones.
0: Speaking of this, I have like residual embarrassment by how much obsession and like emphasis I put in my life on my graduation year from both eighth grade Mm -hmm. and high school. Like, do you, I don't know if you guys had pep rallies, but I could remember this morning as I drove to work, being at pep rallies, shouting out my graduation year, that shit didn't
1: matter. It was such a big deal though. Such a thing.
0: It was like you were sitting over there shouting that year out. Like, yeah. Um, for me that is oh seven thank heaven I don't actually know if oh we said that goodness. but it's stupid yeah it was, absolutely it was stupid and it was embarrassing and I'm embarrassed on my past self and I wish I had an older student to have bullied me into shutting the fuck up
1: that's what I was gonna say on the flip it's just like either you were the excited eighth grader or you were the bully so I mean in your situation you're really excited eighth grader and like 12th grader but I mean yes. if you went to Degrassi you probably would have been a bully
0: absolutely um but yes, so we see Spinner, which I also enjoy that our notes about his government name. Right. So Spinner's government name is Gavin Mason.
1: I didn't remember that part. I just remember that there's also a Reginald in there. Isn't it like... Is
0: it Spinner Reginald Mason?
1: It's something like even more excessive. So that's the funny thing.
0: Now I gotta go Google it because I, I knew it was Spinner Mason. No, no, Gavin.
1: Gavin Gavin
0: Mason I
1: feel like literally Miss Kwan is like Gavin Reginald something or other but to my to that point though the bully always has a legal name that's super pretentious or like something non fitting
0: it is Gavin Reginald Mason (laughs) just again to throw
1: it in there for like extra pizzazz and it's so funny because literally his nickname is Spinner and he wants nothing
0: to do with that name Wild. Also, I'm just looking at this and how he is the elder adopted brother of Kendra Mason, who is our fellow black hole. She is.
1: Okay. Didn't yeah. she date Toby for a second?
0: She she did. Okay. That's she the only storyline
1: she had. Got it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah. So Spinner Gavin is the class clown. He, last year he received 14 detentions. Paige is beginning a new spirit squad. Fun fact: This storyline is going to come back later. And now we are introduced to JT, who is convinced to run against Ashley as a joke campaign so he can try out his material. It wasn't funny. But he did say some legit stuff. He did,
1: yes. Um, You know, if he knew nothing else, he knew that if he was going to run for anything, then he would literally do best by not doing anything at all. Like, that was the way to go about a political run.
0: (laughs) Which is accurate. Um, I see you said that... um, we see JT writing to school on his mm. razor and you're like, I had one. And funny part is that when I read this, I read razor as R-A-Z-R, as in the phone. The flip phone. And the I was like, was he on the phone? phone? And I'm pretty sure they were not on razors and that in this year. I don't think the razor came out until like what, 2006 or something. Yeah. Um, so there are many razors um, that did not just shave your legs and armpits of the early 2000s. Yes. One was a scooter and one was a phone
1: but yep yeah, the razor scooter i vividly remember them my sister and i i think i literally had the blue one my sister had an orange one and we got them for christmas one year like for whatever reason scooters were such a thing back then like homeboy was pulling up to school with one and you were going nowhere i don't you get why walking. literally and then they I and mean, you
0: think about it they brought them back like
1: does your city literally have the bird scooters in your downtown area or is that just like okay, an austin so thing? they
0: did and i think they got rid of them because they did not take off I forget what was happening. People were doing something they weren't supposed to be doing with them. I'm sure. We yeah. have
1: like seven different versions of a bird scooter here because we get so many tourists. Um And it's just, it's nuts. But yeah. that's where they started as Ra- Razor scooters for those that remember them.
0: And I see that you have a scar on your shoulder from riding it, which is um interesting because I just remember like how flimsy it would be and it's slamming into my shins and just Mm -hmm. that hard metal slamming into my shins. Look, if you went over an uneven like sidewalk
1: pavement, which is what I did as I was like kneeling down on the scooter trying to do a trick. If you hit an uneven pavement, you were screwed. And I literally like flipped in the air and got smacked in my shoulder by this razor scooter and I still have the scar.
0: I feel like scooters damaged us in the early 2000s the way that hoverboards definitely (gasps) should got to be damaging people today. Goodness.
1: They were like blowing up under people's Christmas trees at one point. (laughs) So (laughs) I think the deed has been done there.
0: (laughs) Okay. So I guess the hoverboards are maybe a little bit worse.
1: Just came back like twice as hard as a scooter.
0: (laughs) Yes. All right. So um, we are introduced to Liberty in this episode and she does a lot
1: the most and it's funny because i don't remember being introduced to her like this but it's very fitting for her character
0: yeah and you know i guess we kind of thought that ashley was doing a lot but liberty comes with to ashley with the exact same energy like girl i'm running for secretary i i have all of these plans for this and ashley has the audacity to kind of shut her down like We'll wait until after election. And it's like, bitch, you couldn't even wait until after the first day of school started to start running your campaign.
1: Exactly. So just like you were spending all of your summer working on these posters, Liberty was ready to come in new year, new her, new school, new bitch. She was ready to take over.
0: Yeah. And so Liberty is running as secretary. Ashley's running as president. JT is doing a joke campaign to run against Ashley. And someone is walking around the school with a camera and I right. am reminded that once upon a time, we all had these camcorder devices, which we filmed movies on, and I have no idea what happened of those little tapes. That's so I, funny. I very oddly was a child who had a camcorder, and I, I remember filming a lot of movies with my friends in seventh grade, just being stupid. First of all, I have a lot of questions with my parents, because why, why did I have that? I know I asked for it. I'm certain I didn't deserve it. And I did absolutely nothing productive with it.
1: Like most electronic like devices that kids ask for, yeah. Because like, why was it possible for you to like have a camera at that age? I literally had cameras and camcorders.
0: Oh my god! And it's just it doesn't make any sense why I had it. But this person is putting their camera to good use, and they're going around the school asking everyone who they are voting for, which is is so funny we get to see Paige's new look for the year and her super hot outfit with her clear trunk. She had a candy bar in there and she was very weirdly like, oh, that's right. like, Girl, it's in your purse and your purse is clear. It's in your purse. Your
1: purse is clear. There's nothing else of substance or like value in this. And this is what you're like pulling out and acting like it's not yours. Also, like, I know that we're going to get into this with the next episode, but just like, I'm sure like the... Emphasis they put on like weight and like that whole idea of like being skinny and stuff was probably very toxic. Like looking back on mm-hmm. it now, because yeah, I, I saw
0: that comment mm-hmm. and didn't age well. Not at all. Um, one thing consistent with TV shows about kids and teens is that they don't ever go to class ever. And I know no. it's kind of a big running joke with Euphoria now. That like they, you know, they have that little TikTok where it's like, where is your uniform? And the kids change to an entirely different hoe outfit. They're fashion Nova fits. And I just want to say that I mean hoe metaphorically and as a movement. I am not slut shaming people for what they wear. Disclaimer here. But yeah, their hoe outfit. Period. Um, And that's very consistent. We see them very briefly in their classes, their media immersion class with Snake. But so much else is, like, in the hallway or working on posters. Oh. And and I'm just like, where are all these free periods? Because I, did never, I never had these free periods. Where are these schools where they have free right. periods like this?
1: Or they're literally, like, outside eating lunch. But it's also, like, how long is your lunch period? And also, like, I just feel like they spend, again, so much time outside of the classroom. So much so that it made me Google how many teachers we've seen on Degrassi. And I was <laughs> able to count a good five or six.
0: Yeah, okay. We so only meet, like, five or six teachers this whole Ms. series. Miss Kwan, Mr. Armstrong, Mr. Simpson, Miss Hot Sauce, Hot mm-hmm. Um, There's that one Miss O who hooked up with the student once he was an 18. Gross. Um, There's Miss Suave, who's a counselor. There's another counselor as well. They had, I think, either one or two counselors. I think I'm at seven. If we're counting the counselors. You know what?
1: When I... They also, like, said Radich was an English teacher before he was a principal, so they counted him. In DJH mm.
0: was, and DJH it's, which is, I love how it goes, like, where he's the teacher, and now he's the principal, and then Snake is a student, and then he becomes a teacher, and then he becomes the principal. Right. And I just love how that built into itself, and I'm really excited to see if they pick one of the characters from the season. I would say like Marco, because I'm pretty sure Marco was doing some teaching thing later in the season. I don't I know.
1: totally see him coming back as like an art teacher or something, honestly.
0: Yeah. Yep. I would, I would like to see it. But yeah, so nobody ever goes to school or no one's ever in class.
1: No. Nope. That's uh, why they have, have five teachers.
0: teachers. Exactly. Um, and Ashley is visibly getting upset over JT's campaign. She, oh, I actually, right. Ashley getting upset over JT's campaign is acting. She even rolls her neck. She is upset. She is like, Here he is. I can't believe you're having him run against me. She's also like a foot t- taller than Toby, which just brought me back to like, I mean, I know that a seventh and eighth grade age isn't that different, but they really did get the accuracy behind girls being so much taller than boys back in like middle school just right. for no reason where boys are just still like three feet tall. And then overnight, I guess maybe freshman to sophomore year, suddenly they all hit six feet tall. But yeah, so Ashley's like a foot taller than Toby as she snaps on him about JT's campaign. And I guess JT is somehow at risk for winning. Not really sure how he managed to do this, but I mean, you know, um, that is probably how Donald Trump won. So, well, I mean, he actually didn't, but that's neither here nor there. Um, now so she's so upset about it that Spinner and Jimmy are are put to use and that they get him into a room to help Ashley bribe him to drop out of the race which Ashley played herself because JT didn't want to win that race anyway.
1: Yeah, this is also wild to me because it's like so nobody saw Jimmy and Spinner dragging someone to like a supply closet or something like that.
0: Guys, back into my question about when do y'all go to class? When do you go to class?
1: And the reason, you know, actually, the reason why no one saw them is because they have five teachers spread across this whole campus and there's all these students. But I'm
0: also wondering if part of the reason why no one's ever watching anyone is because, you know, that United States schools are so institutionalized. And that if you recall from Mean Girls, Lindsay Lohan's character is like, yeah, I had to ask to go to the bathroom. And I think that that Mm. is something that's very weird for schools in other countries. So maybe in Canada, they're not as closely watched and they do have a lot more independence. And we're just so used to being institutionalized and controlled and having to ask for simple things like going to the bathroom, that the idea that some students actually just have free periods to do shit they're not supposed to (laughs) be doing, I mean, like, still, like, is that why we just are, we, are why we're so confused? I need a Canadian to reach out and let me know. Someone Do has to let, to let have us know. Have to go to the bathroom.
1: That's a uh, good place to start. Yeah, because I think that would answer a lot of the other questions.
0: We need to ask a Canadian segment on here. And we need to get a Canadian on here to answer these questions.
1: Yes, I should start recruiting those. I um, send offers to quite a few people in Canada. So,
0: <laughs> but I will I gotcha. say that as Canadian asked, as as um, Degrassi is. We will ultimately get to their most American episode ever, um, which is the one where Hazel's acting as atrocious. Oh, um Because no. it's just like, I know y'all are not having this problem in Canada, but Neither right. well, we'll get there when we get there. We will get there when we get
1: there. If you know, you know already. If you don't, you'll find <laughs> out.
0: All right. So JT gets kidnapped by Spinner and Ashley. Ashley bribes him with $80 to drop out the race. Interesting fact here, this is the... Only time I remember JT mentioning his family. And the question right. is, who is JT's family? Because in a later episode, far down the road, probably like season eight, you find that he lives with his grandmother and his parents are just MIA. She mentioned something about his mom. and But in this episode, he mentions, oh, my mom, my brother, they were so upset. And I, I kind of took it as like he was just playing around. Right. But for as main as a character JT is, it's very odd to me that we know nothing about his home life. Nothing.
1: Even so. because, and then you would think, too, because I guess he's only connected through Toby, right? Like, we figure that out. Like, Toby's connected through Ashley. And then JT is only connected to Toby. So they don't have any parents that are, like, in the school specifically. Yeah. And even that day where they're doing the tour, where Toby's, like, touring the school, who was JT with?
0: He's just there with Emma, right? But I guess that Emma, and he, Emma, and Manny were all friends, so they maybe went to grade six together, grade and six. maybe. But the question is just like so they were already familiar to the setting, but maybe not the school, and they'd gone to grade six together. I'm not entirely sure. No. I have no idea. I have we questions. Never know, and I do not think that we find the answers. But yeah, um comment on fashion here um manny's wearing purple pants and a pink shirt i just wanted to throw that out
1: there so funny there are so many of i didn't even peep that one specifically but she absolutely looks like a toddler yeah. if you oh are a degrassi stan you know angela who we met last episode is literally manny's sister in real life and literally yeah. she looks equivalent to angela in the yep. sense that she looks like she's five. Oh my like.
0: god she does she and funny because later in a I don't know. I think it's later this season, maybe next season. It's definitely next season where, interestingly enough, someone compares Manny to reminding him of his Mm. sister. And it's like, well, that is her biological older sister in real life. It all comes
1: together. Yeah. It It really cracked me up how young Emma... I mean, all of them, but like Emma and Manny, Manny specifically looked very, very young.
0: Yeah, I wonder... Absolutely. I'm pretty sure the producers and writers were trolling us with that comment. But anyway, where are we? So Spinner hits Manny with a spitball. Gross. Spitball. Come on. And then she fake cries and Terry's all real funny, Spinner. Bullying a teen a, a grade seven. In grade and Manny, seven. Manny, Manny reigns supreme because she's fake crying and she's like works on my brother all the time also a brother who I don't think we ever see of Manny's which good valid question so Manny's got a brother and eventually it's like how much older than Manny is this said brother like mm-hmm. or younger um, where is this brother? Where does this brother go to school? Because eventually the junior high merges with the high school. So at that point in time, when she's in eighth grade, is her brother five plus years older than her? Who is this man? So many right, so many sideline background characters that get mentioned that there's no further explanation for these main characters. But I guess our main princess character is Emma Nelson. So maybe that's why we don't learn about JT's family or Manny's brother or anything right. unless. It's relevant to Emma.
1: I think the funny thing here, too, is, um, again, the emphasis on the fact that she was grade seven, like, Terry did not even care to get homegirl's name, was just, like, still making fun of the fact that it was a grade seven, but literally was like, okay, but you don't have to, like, make them cry. Like, yes, they're, like, not superior because they are grade sevens, but also making them cry isn't really the wave, and I think that's hilarious, because she, like, stood up for her, but also was kind of like, you're still grade seven.
0: Yeah, like, "Mm, still irrelevant. Don't talk to me. (laughs) Uh, So toby gets upset with jt because ashley bribed him and jt's like i was gonna split it with you and which honestly toby didn't deserve and toby's like i don't want your blood money boy that is it's hilarious at
1: how like passionate he is about this to the point where he could have just ran himself but neither here nor there
0: man doesn't make any sense so he is all upset over it he doesn't want the blood money which is stupid um so jt gets the 80 dollars himself i guess um, and then JT then announces that he is dropping out of the race while Toby and Ashley are fighting about it outside of the race during JT's speech. Um, very to- long speech. It, it's just silly. One uh, one of the other many things I don't understand. Toby tells Ashley, "I'm gonna I'm gonna go tell Radis what you did, and I'm gonna use the money that you gave JT as evidence." And Ashley's like, "You wouldn't do it," and I'm very confused because. I don't think Ashley wrote on the money, JT, I'm giving this to you to jump out, drop out of the race. So Toby's going to go to Raddus with the story and he's going, and JT would turn over the money, even though JT doesn't sound like he's interested in telling on Ashley. He just doesn't want to be president anymore. And what's he going to, how is this evidence? Right. You have $80. Nothing like, nothing of this is evidence.
1: It's not. And then like the alternative to all of that is like, so no one becomes president. (laughs)
0: right like no very confused um it it, i like that you put this comment here because i said um ashley whines about how sad her life is where you said fine my life's a disaster anyway might as well get worse
1: like could you be any more dramatic like and i think the funniest thing about it is just the way like her body movement during saying this was also very dramatic and it's It's just like it's not real like you are not going to change the world by being class president. I'm sorry to tell you that. Uh, she didn't go on to change the world. She not didn't. At all. She, did. she leaves. I mean, also, right?
0: Like, <laughs> I don't even know what happened to her. She she doesn't go to the black hole, but she's totally irrelevant to my knowledge. Don't care. Don't know. Don't care.
1: Yeah. Again, wrong. Pro- I don't know. It just seems like the wrong priorities for somebody that's in eighth grade. But whatever. Very dramatic though. How is her life a disaster? Somebody, please let me know.
0: Yeah. Not going to lie, not a big fan of Ashley's character overall when I know about where she goes, what she does, how she ends up, how she treats people. I'm thinking really specifically about something that she does to Jimmy. Um, I know you know, and if you know, you know, but if you don't, you will one day. You will find out. Um, Ashley is not even appreciative because ultimately um, JT drops out of the race. Rad is just like, I'll see you later. And Ashley's like, "Oh my god, I oh wonder the race!" As she walks home giddily with J- Jimmy and gives him a very innocent hug. It's so
1: innocent. It's so funny because it's just like you know what these characters end up doing. Like specifically her character in a couple episodes, Homegirls turning up, I'm trying to do the deed. So oh, I just think oh this
0: oh innocent god.
1: hug is hilarious.
0: Right, right, man. Oh my god, we gonna talk about that later. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I just didn't like how Ashley wasn't even appreciative that Toby didn't end up sabotaging her. She's got this stank-ass attitude and she's gloating. And I also write in my notes, this is why I don't like her. I just don't like Ashley Kerwin. I don't.
1: If you could not tell before, (laughs) you will find out now. And you will remember it for
0: the rest of our days because homegirl is out of control. I do not like her. Um, And yeah, so that is the result of the episode. Um, I think you mentioned something about family therapy. Have we discussed this? No, I I think this was before we hit record.
1: But uh, so the moral that I got from this whole episode, right, is like it's very much so not even about like the race and all that stuff. It's literally because Ashley and Toby are now step siblings. I'm sure that's not an easy transition to make when you're old enough to like know what's going on in your parents starting new relationships. So for me, the moral was, you don't get to choose your step-siblings, but you should probably acknowledge that they exist. You can tolerate each other when you run in the same circles as one another, Okay, go to the same school and have the same friends. So save the bickering for home. Maybe not try to humiliate someone in front of a whole assembly, but also white people have access to therapy very early on in life because they talk about at the end about how they've been going to family therapy so they can merge their families and stuff like that and that's fascinating to me because again these are 7th and 8th graders and I don't I don't know personally that just wasn't on the table for me in 7th or 8th grade wild.
0: so actually I was just talking to a white child today who is 8 and has been seeing a therapist and that girl she's very she's clearly been seeing a therapist and that she's very smart emotionally intelligent wise um and has clearly developed a lot of skills whether or not she had them before or after she started therapy but yes white girl eight years old already in therapy and it's just like damn white people do be having access to therapy from a young age huh very early on i feel like it for me
1: it took me to be a grown-ass adult to be like you know i could i could do this you know but ashley and toby have been in therapy with their family all summer apparently and then you know i don't know yeah i don't know if they ever talk about therapy again
0: which, now I think about it, yeah. So, that was to help them with the transition with the divorce. And now I think about it, this student was in therapy to help her with the transition. Oh, well, with their remarriage. And this was the student. Yeah. So, white people would just be like seeing issues and getting therapy for their kids. Huh. What's that it, like?
1: Yeah. It's fascinating. It's so wild to think about. And again, I'm sure they touch on like therapy again in Degrassi in general, but I don't know if they ever like touch on it from this standpoint again.
0: Yeah, because, you know, clearly that th- family therapist was not helping Ashley all this way. But, you know, we'll get there when we get there. Yeah,
1: there has to be a reason um, <laughs> that Ashley's mom was siding with Toby Moore during this yeah. episode. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so a couple of predictions I have, um, which may or may not be based on my knowledge of future episodes. is At the beginning of the episode, we hear Ashley telling Terry over the phone that she needs to get a boyfriend. In the next episode, we get to see Terry navigating the dating scene as she struggles with insecurities of her own. Are Terry and Spinner going to become an item in spite of how Terry feels about herself? Which when we talk about the next episode's title and description, Eye of the Beholder. Terry doesn't want to go to the first nighttime dance because she thinks she's too fat to be found attractive. However, Spinner likes her. But Paige gets Terry drunk so she can take Spinner for herself. JT and Toby decide to look at porn instead. very interesting to just throw that one in there that's hilarious um just want to highlight the fact that we are viewing terry's size as the fat representation (laughs) in this because this is
1: nuts to me and i wanted to touch on it this episode but i knew i'll probably touch
0: on it a lot next episode it's wild how average she is like i think i just want i like I am going to highlight again, we've talked about some episodes of Degrassi, not aging necessarily to the same direction in which we have fortunately gone to in society. And I know that one big complaint is that when you have characters who are not super thin, um, because I'm not calling Terry fat because she's not fat. And if she were fat, that's not bad to be fat, but different whole different story. But is that when you have characters who are not thin, their storylines often are about and around the fact their weight. Like they cannot see beyond their weight. They can't have storylines that don't have anything to do with their weight. And so unfortunately we have seen, we get to see this kind of storyline happen with Terry where she struggles with her weight and her insecurities, which is a total valid thing that I actually think a lot of people of various sizes deal with and everything. But it's unfortunate that we have non skinny characters often diminished to just that type of storyline. Terry is a lot, you know, people who are not thin or fat people are a lot more than just that one storyline as Absolutely. i think we, i feel like we get the, got the fortune or we had the benefit of kind of seeing that in euphoria with right um what's her face's character you know cat. i never know anybody's name cat right yeah. um so you know this is not the you this is not the euphoria degrassi this is early 2000s degrassi right. where we get to watch terry struggle with her weight and her being attractive and as you know we think terry was a bad bitch
1: terry was the baddest is the baddest of the baddest let's be honest here and just knowing that this episode was coming up even just watching this i was just like she is so she literally there's nothing wrong with her she is a teenage girl like there's nothing that would say that she is fat or any different from any of these other characters that you see
0: Right, yeah, they were just doing a lot. And then also, you know, on that, you know, they didn't have any fat characters in the show.
1: They didn't. Did they? When I think of Degrassi, I think of a bunch of literal, skinny, white characters. And if not skinny, average. Like, even the males, tall, white, skinny.
0: Yeah, I can't think of one fat character in all of Degrassi. Even a teacher.
1: Again, we only have, like, seven teachers, but even, like, that isn't portrayed at all
0: you had that one character because i'm thinking about like characters who are different just bringing anything different to the table i mean we did have the one who ended up in the wheelchair and i feel like we had another one who was in a wheelchair at some point in time i think so too
1: but yeah you know i mean i think to also put it into perspective a little bit too like degrassi was in a lot of ways ahead of its time It was at that point in time, which is wild to think about now, because looking back, it's very it's just wild.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, you know, well, this is a storyline that they gave to Terry as they do. And we get to see what goes on. You know, I did tell y'all that Paige is going to be a dirty little bitch and we get to see her being a dirty little bitch next episode.
1: And Paige, Michael Check in all her glory, they really uh, don't shy away from what her character is going to be for a while. So you meet Paige and it just kind of gets worse and worse for a little while. Absolutely.
0: All right. So I think that that wraps up this week's episode of Below the Dot. Um, we have just recapped the third episode of the first season, which was titled Family Politics. I hope you guys enjoyed. You learned a little bit about it, Degrassi. And you come to listen with us next week. I think you had a quick thing you want to share with us. Yes, friends. So I feel
1: like I probably should, I don't know, you know, we're new to this. We're learning it. Um, follow us on Instagram again, where you will be able to find out where Paige Michael took out her outfits, but also just get updates on our podcast. And that is Instagram at below the dot. And that is B-E-L-O-W period T-H-E-D-O-T on Instagram. Follow us, comment, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff that everyone says when they have these podcasts and things, right?
0: Oh, you're so good at this because you do be listening to podcasts.
1: I do. I do be listening to podcasts.
0: <laughs> all right. Yeah. So follow us at below the dot as she just spelled it out. Um, And I hope you will be listening to us this time next week.
1: See you guys then or listen or whatever they say. Again, I'm new at this.
0: <laughs> all right. Bye. About the way it's gone